And so we liked the idea of glass inhabiting the form of a handgun that is normally perceived as powerful aggression. Welcome to Unearthed, a podcast brought to you by the WBRU News Team. And I'm your host, Ellie Morimoto. Scott Lapham lost four of his students to gun violence in the past 15 years. How do you even begin tackling the issue of gun violence? Some may say more arrests. Scott says, art. Here's WBRU News reporter Audrey Kim. So there's a pot full of orange crayons melting on the stovetop that almost looks like tomato soup. Across the kitchen, on a dinner table, rest two halves of a silicon mold in the exact shape of a handgun. On the floor sit loose crayons and empty boxes of pizza. It may feel like a family dinner, but the recipe of the day is much more serious. And actually tonight we're going to do um, Brandon's individual vision, which is actually very different from those. So, well, you tell. Yeah, Brandon, what's your vision? Um, Sorry, I just caught you in the middle of pizza. <laughs> um, so mine is going to be um, purple and orange, but melted together to fuse. Not, create, not to create a new color, but I kind of want like a mixture. So I'm kind of really stacking it randomly, and I'm going to be using it for my own, my own sculpture over there. You want to go shower? Yeah. That's Scott Lapham and his project team. They're going to pour the melted crayons into the mold to make a sculpture in the shape of a gun. It's a sculpture for One Gun Gone, a public art project that creates sculptures to speak out against gun violence. And it sells that art to fund a gun buyback program in Providence. Its goal is to take more guns off the streets. Scott is a 49-year-old teacher and artist based in Providence, Rhode Island. He's wearing glasses and khaki shorts, standing over the pot full of crayon wax while throwing around a couple of jokes here and there with the younger guys. It's his kitchen we're standing in right now. Scott's team is made up of his students, all in their teens and early 20s. This time, it's an idea that Brandon, the youngest member of the group, came up with. Here's Brandon. Yeah, so it's a cardboard cage, three holes and multiple holes to look through, but there's gonna be two strings on the top to hang the gun sculpture from. This is supposed to represent gun safety and how guns are stored saying that parents will store guns and assume that the children don't have access to it, but it really is very easily accessible. And that's one of the reasons I made out of cardboard. It's very fragile and very rippable. Even my hand can go through it to grab the, the gun sculpture. Scott started One Gun Gone three years ago. Over the past two decades, he watched four of his past students die from gun violence. The first child was only 15 years old. He got killed when he was standing in line to order a sandwich at a sandwich truck by somebody who probably knew him and probably had a beef with him from months or a year or years before. So my understanding was that he didn't see it coming and it just happened. The second student was shot by a police officer. Friends with gang members, but not one himself, he died in a nighttime shooting. That was somebody that I had seen the day before, and then I got a phone call saying that he was gone. And I remember that phone call very, very well. I remember making a noise on the phone that I didn't realize I was making. It was like I heard it and then realized I was making that noise. And those were only two of the four students that Scott lost. Distraught for years, Scott didn't know what to do about those tragedies. Finally, 
he decided to turn that emotion into something productive. All of this over time really made me want to have a response that wasn't simply uh, from a place of heaviness or trauma. Scott decided to bring his students together to combat gun violence by creating art that resembles firearms. The sculptures were created with a mold made from a used handgun that Scott bought without his students involved. The idea was that from that one gun, we would make art from it that was worth more than the gun itself, sell that art to then fund a gun buyback. So we wanted to break the economy of one handgun and then from it create a creative economy that would take more guns off the street. So back at Scott's house, the guys are now standing around the gun mold, which is shut together by lots of metal clamps so that the crayon wax can be poured in. And you want to pour, so which color do you want to pour in first? There might be pros and cons, I, and I don't, I'm just trying to think. Do you want to pour in the orange first, or in, and then the purple? I was thinking like, both of us at the same time. That's just going to be mud. No, no, I, I know what you're saying, I think. So you mean pour in like the orange, and then when we fill it up about halfway, then pour in the purple. Or, or, have like two, two hands. Things. Yeah, exactly. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be mud. It's just gonna be mud. It's gonna mix a lot anyway. It's gonna mix in ways that you don't understand. And the whole thing might come out like mud, but it will, but you have a chance of there being separation with mixing if you pour them both in separately. Okay, that's fine. The project team members are no strangers to gun violence. My brother lost a friend of his uh, last, this year during the Thanksgiving weekend, he lost a friend to gun violence. How did, how did that happen? Uh, it was a friend of his that was, um, he had a friend that was a boxer and he, he was a father, he went to school with him. His name was Marcelino, he was a uh, Cape descent and uh, the story was that he had a friend of his that he took into his house and I guess there was a confrontation became violent, um, his friend took out a gun, shot him in the leg, and shot him in the head, and killed him. Um, it was really hard for my brother. Edwin is 22, born and raised in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. He met Scott six years ago in a photography class at AS220. He was struggling with classes and social life in high school when his art teacher recommended that he check out Scott's class. And I said, you know what? I said, I kind of want to do something that's not related to photography, but something that can actually tell people about how a person of color like myself feels about gun violence. And now, Edwin is an art major at the Community College of Rhode Island. He's also stuck around long enough that he's assisting at Scott's workshops on the side. He kind of serves as a mentor now, too, for younger kids like Brandon. Me being born and raised in Providence, I used to grow up in Atwell's, and every night, not every night, but like most nights, I would hear gunshots. Me, as more older, I walk around Providence a lot. I like to explore. Even after school, I would hear it. When I'm around Central, I would hear it. It's become such a regular thing that it doesn't really faze me really? anymore. Really? If you hear a gunshot on the street, you're just like, eh. It's a gunshot. When Brandon first heard about the project through the Princess to Kings program, he wasn't so sure about One Gun Gone. He first showed up just because he wanted to get some art lessons, but slowly, he became more invested as he got to know Scott better. Here we are a year later. I've been around firearms before. Not that I've ever used it, but I've... In what context? Um, just people I know. I have it with them for protection. And um, I don't really like to be around them. 
While Brandon is melting crayon wax and thinking of project ideas with Scott, some of his peers are already buying firearms illegally and getting involved with violence in high school. So naturally, some of his friends are kind of skeptical of the project. Some support it, something is whack. When he sees somebody trying to have a change in something that's already such a, such a big culture, especially in, in, the, in inner cities, um, they see it as unusual. While we're waiting for everything to come together, Edwin shows me the finished sculptures in the living room. We're looking at one that's sitting on a shelf. It's a functional candle, but also a gun sculpture. It's a collection of, of sculptures that have red wax and a pinkish wax that are melted in together, but they're all sticking up. The barrel's facing up on the sky, and the triggers are more in the center. They're all on top of each other, clustered, but they're all on top of each other, kind of like a birthday cake or like a wedding cake. They're all on this uh, wax platform, rounded shape on the bottom. There's also a line of glass sculptures, shaped like guns too, arranged on a higher shelf. Scott said that they chose glass because its transparency reminded them of ghosts, and its brittleness reminded them of the fact that life is fragile. Even though all the sculptures are shaped like the same handgun, they look really different. There's glass, crayon wax, and they're even experimenting with food products. One time they tried using cornbread, but the shape did not hold up too well. It's definitely a trial and error process. We made a crayon gun sculpture, which has bits of whole crayons and a sculpture of crayon wax in the shape of a gun to, um, uh, to say that children are learning about gun violence too early in their lives. They use crayon wax a lot, like with Brandon's idea, with different colors and combinations. In addition to Scott's core team of One Gun Gone, Scott runs workshops at different high schools in Rhode Island, like Alvarez and Waverly. He works with students to create gun sculptures of their own. He showed me some of them while I was hanging out with the crew. This is from Alvarez. This is one that, that the members did. Um, Wesley High School. Scott pulls out a box full of sculptures onto the dining room table and sifts through them. Sculpture. And um, they chose the, the red and the blue to talk about um, police and, and guns. This was for the Pulse nightclub massacre. And so she, she made the colors of the rainbow. And the sculptures that aren't set aside for the team's art shows are for sale. I think the people that have, have purchased the, the pieces to date um, uh, are very invested in the, in the mission of One Gun Gone. And they, you know, they're impressive looking things. And they want to support the project, their fans, you know, their, their art lovers. Well, they're often, sometimes they're both, and sometimes they're one more, that they just want to support the mission of One Gun Gone. And sometimes they really love the, the context of it as an art object. There are some guidelines when making a sculpture with One Gun Gone. Uh, well, we made one sculpture, we made one crayon gun sculpture in black crayon. And as soon as we put it out of the molds, it became immediately clear that we should never do that again. Um, and we destroyed it. The team strays away from material that might lead someone to believe that a sculpture is an actual gun. Scott is aware of how scary it can be to have kids, especially black and brown kids, to have access to sculptures that look dangerously close to real firearms. 
for instance, I trust every member of the One Gun Gone um, team, um, but none of them have the gun sculptures at home because I don't want anybody's cousin or little brother or whatever to um, think it's a toy, go outside, and we can't do that. Well, um, anything, anything that anything that we've done is I consider art, and I also consider it dangerous. Edwin explains the other rules while carefully holding a finished crayon sculpture, laying horizontally in his two hands. You sure one of our big rules in one gun gone? Oh yeah. We never, we never hold a gun like this, like it's a real gun. We never do that. We always hold it like a sculpture. We always hold it with, with, with respect. Pour right into it. Pour right into it. The team now pours in the orange crayon wax straight from the pot, and the purple in after. Now it just sits there. Cool. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Now, now it's now waiting. it's the waiting game, Scott. From the top part of the gun mold, you can see a little swirl of bright orange peeping through the purple crayon wax. So that could mean that we have some interesting mixing, or it could mean that the whole thing looks like barf. Barf or not, they'll have to wait until the wax hardens to see how this particular sculpture turns out. The team is determined to make Brandon's idea work even if it means that they have to go at it a couple times. For WVRU Unearthed, this is Audrey Kim. This episode was brought to you by the WBRU News Team in Providence, Rhode Island. Special shout out to Andy Corbin, Yashi Wang, Karya Zenner, Rainy Zimmerman, Eileen Foe, Elise Kipnis, and John Klein for their help in making this episode happen. The mission of Unearthed is to have people talk to one another. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave your comments on iTunes or DM us on Instagram at WBRU News. I'm Ellie Morimoto, and thanks for listening.